0: Praise the Lord. I know there's just a few of us in here, but if God has done something for you, you ought to praise the Lord because God is good. If he woke you up this morning, you ought to praise the Lord. If he gave you breath in your body this morning, you ought to praise the Lord. God is good. He's an awesome God, and he's worthy to be praised. I certainly just want to give honor to God for this moment, this time that we have together here at Northeast. I thank you know, Pastor Monty for allowing me to come and stand and uh, proclaim the gospel to his people and his sheep that he shepherds. So thank you, Brother Monty. But let us pray. God, we, we thank you for this day, we thank you, God, for this moment, uh, this time, God, that we have to, to worship you, God, to hear your word. Lord, we pray even now that ears are attentive to you, God, that hearts are focused on you. Let your Holy Spirit, Lord God, saturate the place, saturate the hearts and minds of those, oh Holy Spirit. Use me, shake me, take me, mold me, make me, decrease me, and increase our Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your Bibles, even if you're sitting at home, if you have your Bibles, will you turn with me to the the book of Micah? Micah chapter 6, and we will land at verse 8. Micah chapter 6, verse 8 reads, He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, the hearing, and the obedience to his word. My friends, if God were to indict the church today for not being the church and took her to trial, what would be the verdict? Better yet, if God were to indict Northeast Church and took her, to trial for not being the church, what would be the verdict? I'll go even further. If God were to examine my witness, your witness, for not being who he created us to be and took us to trial, what would be the verdict? You see, we keep saying we love Jesus, we keep saying that we are the people of God, but if we were indicted and taken to trial this very moment, what would be the verdict? Would there be enough proof of godly living to keep us from the wrath of God? Well, in a moment of transparency, for myself, I would have to say, no, no. I would have to say no because I'll admit I'm imperfect. I'm not perfect. But I also I will also admit that it's hard. It's hard to be good in a time like right now. It's time to be good when people see you as wrong just because you don't look like them. It's hard to be good when you know that justice is not favorable for you. It's hard to be good when we are living in a time when it feels like God is nowhere close to our hearts. But I declare and I decree the words of the prophet Isaiah in 54 and 17, that no weapon... That is formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue which rises up against me in judgment, he will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and righteousness from me, says the Lord. Which means for me, there's no more business as usual. Which means for me, we need to do better. Which means for you, you need to do better. God has already shown us in the text What is good and what he requires of us. And if we need further examples, we can move over to Peter. Second first Peter chapter 2, verse 9, and verses 9 and 10, when Peter encourages the believer, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Church, we have an identity. We have a mission. We have a useful purpose. We have a new lifestyle because of Jesus Christ. And because of Jesus Christ, we are peculiar people, not odd, but special to God. And all we have to do is what he commands. In context, in the book of Micah, we find, we find a man named Micah who is like the Lord, whose name means who is like the Lord. A man, a strong, a man of strong conviction, a man of courage, a man who is considered a true preacher, a man who was willing to go against the streams and utter truth to the people. Micah was known as a minor prophet, but God was going to do use Micah to do something major. Micah, the messenger, called by God to prophesy and warn his people about their sins, their sins against him. To warn the people about their lies, the lies that did not reflect the teaching of the God that they claimed to follow and serve. And so God wasn't happy. His principal complaint was that there was rampant, 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 rampant idolatry, falsehood, deceit. And people in high places who were using their social and political power for personal gain. Sound familiar? The truth of God had been exchanged with spiritual corruption, immorality, greed, and injustice. And as a result, God's judgment was imminent. The corruption had saturated the hearts of people throughout most of the nation. The kingdom's, the kingdom's politics were said to be like a candlelight flickering and about to be blown out by the Assyrian Empire from God, uh, through God. God was about to prosecute or bring judgment on the people because of their ingratitude, religious pretense, and inequities in the nations. A kingdom that was once one, filled with God's people, had now been divided by rich and poor. I have, you don't. More money, no money. Israel was in the north and Judah was in the south. And they were divided by gods, but not the God, the Lord God. Something, and because of this, something drastic had to be done to purge the corruption of the people and the nation. So the Lord God, he wanted answers. And so he sets up court against the people and brings to them the memory of what the Lord has done for his people. He says, oh, my people, what have I done to you? What have I done that wasn't favorable to you? Tell me. The people of God had witnessed the wonders of God. They had witnessed God bring them out of captivity. They had witnessed witnessed God open up the Red Sea, and yet here they are and they don't know how to come before the Lord. Let me make it plain. We we have seen God do wonders. We have seen God work miracles in our lives. We've seen God get us the house. We've seen God put food on the table when there's no money. We've seen God do miraculous things, but yet we don't know how to come to God. So we respond, and they respond, with sarcasm and negligence as to God's grace and his mercy. So people of God, we are in a time where we must must do what God requires of us as his people. God doesn't need an extra offering. God doesn't need another ministry. God doesn't need you to sacrifice any more of your time. He has given us what to do since Deuteronomy 10 and 12. He says, fear the Lord your God to walk in all his ways and to love him, to serve the Lord, with, uh, serve the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul. He has shown his people what he requires of us. So Micah's message was not politically correct. In fact, it was blunt and direct to the people of God it was followed with mercy. Micah brought a message that sin demands judgment and salvation depends on a savior. With all that is happening in our world, our nation, our state, and our city, I believe God still has the same message for his people, his church, this land which has so much division. There is better way God requires it or else Micah's message is still relevant today Oh, my people what does God require of you in the last days can we talk for a minute God just wants his people his nation to be educated he wants his people to do what is good so we can move from this place of disaster to this place of deliverance, So we can move from this place of slayers to this place of shepherds. So we can move from the deep darkness to the marvelous light. In the midst of everything that we have allowed to divide us, the pandemic, <laughs> social and political unrest, the racism, the classism, the hatred, and the many other evils, he still requires these good things from us. Let us be reminded in the scripture that God says he has showed you, oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require require of you. It's not your position. It's not your status. It's not your money. It's not your power. It's not your prestige. It's our obedience to his word. Three things to summarize the heart of our walk with the Lord. Number one, to do justly. Some scriptures do say act justly. But I wanted to do justly. Acting gives us a choice. <laughs> or act gives us a choice. We can act and not have action. So I want to do justly. Commit to the functioning with commit to functioning with integrity and honor. Do justly. We need to commit to functioning with honor and integrity. We need to move forward with some fruitful living, like Galatians 5, and 23 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which is patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness and self-control. Against these things, there is no law, Jesus said in John 15 and 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We need Jesus. Acting justly means we're acting on behalf of Jesus. Acting justly will cause us to stop calling right, wrong, and wrong, right doing the right thing even when it's unpopular. Jesus says in Luke, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do you not do what I command? Acting, Doing justly will make us equitable and fair towards those who don't look like us, who don't walk like us, who don't talk like us, who, 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 don't, who don't serve like us, who don't worship like, the, worship like us. He said, We treat people like he treats us. He said, testify against me. Church, we have to quit calling for Barabbas and start calling on the name of Jesus. The second thing, he said, love mercy. Respond compassionately to the needs of others. love to see others get what they don't deserve because that's God's goodness and his mercy towards us. We got what we didn't deserve. Forgiveness is necessary to love mercy. David said in Psalm 23, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. When David was anointed king, he was being chased down by Saul because Saul was jealous. Saul didn't want David. Saul had lost his anointing. And David had opportunities to get back at Saul for the things that Saul had done to him. But David had mercy. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Matthew 5 said, blessed are the merciful. For they shall receive mercy. If you want mercy, love mercy. You got it, you give it. Proverbs 16 and 6 says, In mercy and truth, atonement is provided for iniquity. And by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. Love mercy. Mercy. The last thing he says to walk humbly with your God. Submit to his will for our life. Submit to his will for our lives. There is character development in humility. Before honor, there is humility. 1 Peter 5 and 6 says, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. What would this country look like if we truly walked in humility? More importantly, if we truly walked in humility with God. Understanding that everything we do is for his glory. Our story, his glory. It's as simple as replacing one letter. Remove the M from me and replace it with a W for we. Be humble in the Lord. Being humble in the Lord brings riches, honor, and life. Matthew 23 and 12 tells us, Jesus told the Pharisees and the scribes, whoever exalts himself will be humble, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The answer to a better way is Jesus Jesus is the answer to a better way. The social and racial injustices, evils, moral degradation, and sin we are experiencing today is no match for Jesus. God destroyed the kingdoms of Israel, but he gave us Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to, through the Father but by me as believers the word that micah sent to the god's people should remind us today that there is a better way so when we're on so when we're in the trials of life when we're going through things when we're oppressed or we are the oppressor we have to go to our public defender who is jesus Jesus is the great I am. Jesus is the chief shepherd. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus is the prince of peace. Jesus is our redeemer. He is the way maker, miracle worker, and promise keeper. Jesus is our ruler. Jesus is our confidence. And Jesus is the one who is, no, the one who was, who is, and is to come. Jesus is the way. The time calls for people, for the people of God. This time, it calls for the people of God, the church, to be doing what God has shown us to do that is good. Even in this time, he requires of us to do justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with him. He died on a cross for us so we can live for him. I'm just silly enough or crazy enough, however you want, to believe that if we love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and love our neighbors as ourselves, God will bless this nation and we will be in a better way. God requires it. So what does the Lord require of you? And to function in any of those things, it takes a change of heart. It takes a true acceptance of the Lord Jesus Christ. It takes true acceptance of the death, the burial, and the resurrection, a confession with your mouth and belief in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he was raised from the dead. And then the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. I just want to leave you with this. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. Joshua is giving us a stern message to the people about his choice, and he says, "And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we." Will serve the Lord. Choose today who you will serve. The better way for this nation is Jesus. The right way for this nation is Jesus. The unpopular way for this nation is Jesus. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for. This time. We thank you for this time together. We, we pray, God, that our hearts have heard from you, God. We pray, God, that someone today, someone, God, would hear that there is a better way. But well, we pray, God, that, that you have given us the way to live, the way for this nation to rise up and stand against the evil. And the division. Lord, we thank you, Father, that you have given us the direction, God, to live as we do justice, as we love mercy, and as we walk humbly with you. I pray that every heart has heard you. I pray that every mind, God, is focused on you. Lord, Give us a heart, give us a heart of compassion, change us, change us to love. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in with us today. Be sure you're staying connected by following NCC Lex on all social media platforms. Also, if you'd like more information on what it means to be a follower of Jesus, drop us a message on social or just shoot an email over to notes to at ncclikes.org. You guys have a blessed week, and we'll see you soon.